Uh, shout out to today's sponsor, which is Dollar Shave Club. And I know I tell people all the time, but I have been using them for years, even be- before the sponsorship. Uh, they offer a wide variety of different products like hair care, skincare, and they recently actually just sent John some skincare. And what did you, what did you think? Yeah, of I got the face wash, and I felt like the results almost immediately cleaned up my skin, and I feel it more moisturized too. And like I said, they offer a wide variety of products. Uh, it's not just razors, you know, that's what they're known for. But they have like the hair care, skincare, and they recently sent me some chapstick. Yeah, what I like is the subscription box. So you build it, and the more things you add to it, you get a bigger discount. And they send it monthly, so you don't have to worry about hassling and going to the store and buying these things so if you guys are looking to sign up for dollar shave club click the link down below sign up It's your boy, the one with the scar face, your boy Scarface. And today, you know what I got my hold on. You have an intro yet. Kind of. Well, I don't know. I'll have to start off the podcast next time. Next time you guys will hear it. So stay tuned next week. Well, that's the co-host, John. If you guys didn't I mean up, guys? most of you guys know who he is. Uh we're gonna get we're gonna get an intro for him. Next time I'll let you start him. Just remind me. Oh yeah. That yeah, way you can sure. start it because he he's been trying to come up with a an intro for the longest time and it's probably been like five six episodes i don't have like a catchy name like yours just rhymes and kind of flows with it but mine but you got to say something with john yeah something that rhymes with john or flows with john so anyways we're doing a special episode today Uh, we got she's a a bodybuilder athlete nutrition coach coach fitness anything fitness related she she does it she does a whole lot she's in amazing shape right now uh she recently did a show and she just blew it out of the water uh so heather baldwin right yes thank you for being on the podcast uh, who you're also owner or co-owner of uh peak level physique i am co-owner okay it's you and jeremy yes that's right so um I, pre- i'm previous owner of pursuit training that was all me um founded it created it and he was the previous owner of inspire fitness um team inspire fitness and we both um, recently, just a couple months ago, and we've been planning this for a, a good amount of time, um, we both dropped our baby businesses and completely combined into um, our own team. So we are both the faces of um, Pico Physique now. Yeah, and for those that, that haven't heard Jeremy's episode, his episode was crazy. It's uh, he's been He has a backstory, you know what I mean? And a lot of people don't know that about him. Uh, and this is why another reason why we like to do this, just because we get to know people's backstory. Uh, and now we were talking off air. Most people will see somebody like where you're at right now mm-hmm. and they'll be like, Oh, that was easy. Or you, uh, instantly, especially in the fitness world, they're like steroids, oh, instantly yeah. steroids. Steroids are genetics. <laughs> yeah. And they're instantly, but they didn't see the hours, the weeks, the months, the years mm-hmm. of just grind, you know? So, uh, first of all, thank you for being on the podcast. Appreciate thank having you. you. Absolutely. And Absolutely. I want people to get to know you. So we're going to start in the beginning. Where are you originally from? Um, I'm originally from Colorado. Um, I was born and raised in Colorado, little tiny town called Elizabeth, nothing much to it besides a Walmart. And that's new. Basically grew up under a rock. So is it, is it kind of <laughs> like, Oh, what's that little town, um, uh, out by County, County line. If you oh, blink, you'll miss R- it. Ryrie. Is it like yeah. Ryrie? Yeah, if you'll blink, you'll miss it. That's <laughs> yeah. exactly or right. Yep, that's Du Bois Elizabeth. is more like, well, she says she has a Walmart, so. 
Now, now, now I have a Walmart. <laughs> Before we didn't even have that. No. Yeah. So you you grew up there. Uh, how long were you out there for? Um, I I was out there until I went to college. So. Okay, so you you spent most of your time out in. Uh, so were you into like what were you into into in in middle school? Were you into like fitness, sports, anything like that? Yeah, you know I um. In middle school, um, it's when I kind of had my aha moment. I wasn't super fit in middle school. I had a little bit of asthma, actually, a lot of bit of asthma. <laughs> um, I was always the slowest one, last one picked kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I just had this like aha moment once I was like looking at myself in the mirror and I realized I had complete control over what I like, what my body was able to do, what I looked like, and how I felt about it. And I hopped on a treadmill and I was like, okay, we're going to figure out how to run. We're going to figure out how to be faster. And that's kind of what sparked my initial, I was probably like, I don't know if I was 12 or 15, but that was what originally sparked my, um, drive for fitness. Mm -hmm. Um, grew up doing a lot of triathlons, um, Spartan races and martial arts. Uh, I got really into that in um, middle school. Mm -hmm. Sorry, I'm in high school. Um, and actually pottery as well. High school was <laughs> very rough, not going to lie. Um, uh, like I think what got me through was really investing myself in fitness and, um, pottery and things like that. I was definitely not your popular kid, much the opposite. I was that awkward, silent one and, um, fitness really helped me get through that awkward phase. And then in college, it just kept going with like, um, races and, mm-hmm. um, fitness. Like I really have been in fitness for a long time. My first workout program I ever wrote or like nutrition plan I made when I was like 15. Oh, dang. Yeah. Dang. So I playing like Legos. <laughs> <laughs> right? I'm not, I, I think I was playing like video games and stuff like that, but I also had a, like a similar story too. Uh, I remember in, uh, so when you're in middle school, and you want to play football, if you're too heavy, if you're over a certain amount of weight, you have to wear an X on your helmet. And I hated oh. it because, like, it kind of made you feel like you are you were that bigger guy. You That's know, like, terrible. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, it, you stood out. They try to make it, like, a, a cro- or a skull with, like, crossbones and stuff. Uh-huh. They try to make it look cool, but it still felt, like... I don't know. Singling you out. Yeah. Mm. Not just that. You can only play offensive line. You couldn't do anything mm. else. And I was the... When I first got there, I was the slowest one, like the slowest one. I was all the way in the back and I hated it because you would run and then everybody would just like sit there and like, clap. like most people think that helps, but it doesn't help. Like sitting there and like, yeah, you can do like it. A you pity can. clap. Yeah. Kind of like, thing. <laughs> like trying to cheer you on. And, and so I said, I was like, by the time I'm done with high school, I was like, I'm going to be in the front. Heck yeah. And so by the time, like. I think it was my junior or sophomore year, probably it was somewhere around there. It, it all like molds into one, like one thought, but, uh, I was in the front. I was like, I was never in the back. I made it yeah. a thing that I would never be in the back. Cause I hated that. Mm-hmm. I hated that clap. Like the, Hey, you can do it. And you know, mm-hmm. like, yeah. So I didn't like that. Dang. Why, why did they do that? Just cause of the weight or is it just other reasons? So if you're past a certain weight limit, I can't remember what it is. I wish I could remember how much the weight was. But it was, uh, you were too heavy to play any other position and it wouldn't be fair. Like say you're super heavy and like you play running back, oh, then it's not fair because they mm. can't even tackle you, you know, and, and yeah. things like that. So it, Okay, that makes a little bit more sense. It, it makes sense, but at the same time, just be like, hey, like, 
Don't or put just, a big old mark on my helmet saying yeah. that this guy is too heavy to to you know to do anything else besides be uh, offensive line. Yeah. So in high school, you said you were kind of it, it was a rough patch. Was it rough because you were uh, like you? I know you mentioned you said you were a little bit awkward. Um, mm-hmm. w- were you just not social or were you um, kind of picked on? Because th- th- I was kind of like, not a lot of people know that. But I was kind of picked on just because my face was a little weird just because I had a cleft palate. And so uh, I eventually got it fixed because like my nose used to be like crooked and things like that. And I used to get made fun of all the time. But mm. I used to surround myself like with a bunch of friends and um, they wouldn't bug me but was it was it something similar like that um yeah a little it was um more social awkwardness so i uh i don't know i've I've always um i don't ticked a little differently and i didn't care about the the makeup or like dating and i liked ninja turtles and like all things ninja and i had like a big aquarium at home and I knew everything about everything about cichlids. And, you know, I was just kind of nerdy (laughs) and it really hit in like middle school. I don't want to like play the little violin too much, but basically heard some very close friends, maybe say some hurtful things behind my back. And then I started realizing, I guess, how much I did stand out and that people actually did notice and did judge. And when that hit, um, I guess like I finally like woke up to a lot of social things that I was kind of protected from, um, all at once. And so I really closed up and then high school hit and I just was afraid to be myself. Um, I was afraid to talk. Like I, I didn't want people to find out like how weird I was Mm -hmm. and, um, and I felt very ashamed of my body just because of a couple of comments and basically just kind of wanted to like be in the back, not be noticed, yeah. just do my thing. Um, and yeah, like just make it through the day without being seen was kind of the name of the game with high school. There was a little bit of bullying going on, um, just with, um, not physical violence, but like my friend group, it was just weird. You Mm. know, sometimes girls can get weird. (laughs) They can. And like, I'm a more upfront, like Bolton point. You can like read me really easily. I'm not like this, have this like, you know, secret side of me. I'm like thinking two different things. It's like, I'm a little more real Mm -hmm. and I don't know. I just couldn't really figure out when like people said one thing and like, meant another anyway it just set me up for um to be a little bit like gullible and mm-hmm. like you know it wasn't wasn't the funnest time but i think it's rough for like some people don't realize that i was a victim of like i would bully people but at the time i didn't really didn't know because i didn't know any better uh but then then it was, was kind of like karma. Then people started making fun of me just because mm. I'm like features of myself. And, and then, uh, I even got to the point where I got like really big at one time and people were making fun of me at that time. And so now anytime I see someone who's like big, I always try to help them. I always try to, because mm-hmm. I, I remember being there, you know, I remember that and I hated it when people were like, make, uh, I remember one time we were trading Pokemon cards and some kids like, Hey, Hey, Hey fatty. Hey fatty. He's like, oh. yeah, I'm like, what? What did you say? You know, like it kind of, I was like, whatever. I like blew it off. But mm-hmm. I like throughout the day, I remember it, it kept, I'm like, dang, like I am, I am overweight. Like people are probably like looking at me and like, oh. look at that. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. yeah. So, so things like that. So like if uh, parents are listening, you know, like just talk with your kids. Mm-hmm. Bullying is, is a serious thing. Everyone goes through it. And especially for, like, are you, I don't know if you're, 
mixed with any other race? Are you are you just there's a good amount of Italian and German in my bloodline. Okay. Yeah. Cause I, I can tell. And, uh, so I don't know if you ever been a victim of it, but like, like racism is, is big and, and, um, no more like, um, so I, um, a little bit of like, Oh, what do you call it? Religious stuff. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah so like, um, I'm LDS. Um, and I grew up, you know, like, and when, when you mentioned like the whole bullying thing, I don't think I bullied anyone, but I definitely was way too like black or white. It all, it was all out of fear. Yeah. Like I was a terrified little thing, you know, like in <laughs> high school, I just didn't want to like piss anyone off or do anything wrong. Um, but I think definitely it was probably hard to be around me just cause of like black and white, more like standards. I just really didn't want to do anything wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, but probably a little bit too much on the goody goody side for sure. Um, but because of that, like there was a little bit, not a ton, I don't want to get into that too much, but like, you know, some, uh, I don't want to say religious oppression. It sounds a little extreme, but mm-hmm. like uh, a little bit of that okay. where it was like, um, not a fantastic, most popular thing to be LDS. Mm-hmm. But Kids are cruel, man. Like, I don't know. They like, really well, are. I feel like until like high school, <laughs> even at, in, and during high school, like you said, I think that more like religious thing is happens in high school because- um, I didn't recently graduate, but it's been pretty recent and Hillcrest is kind of weird. <laughs> like when I was there, man, it's, it's weird. It's either kind of black or gray, like mm-hmm. I mean, black or white. There's not really, that's why like, like it's weird to say, but all the Mexicans would hang out. Yeah. See, we would have a clique of like 15 people and there's just all Hispanic because. And people wonder why we do that. We did, we would do that just because there wasn't a lot of us and we would get made fun of. I remember walking down like Bonneville high school. Like we were just walking and then somebody, I mean, there's hundreds of kids and all of a sudden somebody yells out spig, you know? And like, mm. we're like, what the heck? You know, just for no reason. Like we're just walking mm. and like they would, uh, even, uh, <laughs> it was funny cause we had the first, uh, Afri- African American kid that came to our school. He was like the first one and it was like a spectacle. Like it was like, Oh, Hey, did you see that new, new black kid? I'm like, who cares if he's mm. and he mm-hmm. naturally came with us. He's like, Why are why is everyone so weird here? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Idaho. No. He's like, Everyone stares at me. Everyone I was yeah, like Idaho's definitely a little different than Colorado, a little bit. <laughs> yeah. So in high school, you said you were like you would just dive yourself into like fitness stuff. Yes. What were some of the things that you were doing? Spartan races. I was huge on Spartan races and ninjutsu. So I got my black belt in ninjutsu. Mm-hmm. Um, what is nin- ninjutsu? Ninjutsu, it's the so the the term is the secret teachings of the ninja. Oh, <laughs> so oh she was full on trying to come on be the uh, he- yeah, ninja yeah. turtles. Well, I always wanted, I've always loved ninja turtles. Like Raphael is ba. I don't care what anybody <laughs> says, he's awesome. Um, but uh, uh, I so it's a combination of this. So we did some jujitsu there. Um, but ninjutsu is things that you would not be able to compete with. Like you don't, you don't take that to, that's like, um, only self-defense kind of thing. Um, you don't get points uh, for, mm. for hurting, hurting someone like that. But like, um, it's, it's to neutralize situations and get out of there. Um, I did boxing, which was super fun. Um, very difficult. I was the only girl. I was the only one under 50. And I was the only one under six foot. <laughs> so oh, I got the shiz beat out of me for a, a bit with that one. But I loved investing myself like for me, because like the mental stuff, it was just like hard. So mm-hmm. for me, investing myself in anything physical. So like pottery. Oh, I loved pottery and the boxing, 
the Spartan um, races. I loved, loved training for the Spartan races. And um, basically anything I could like physically challenge myself for really helped me start like um, realizing my abilities and like how my body could actually change and adapt. And it was fascinating to me. Like I've always been fascinated by the body and that's really what started it. And so uh, you said you went to college in, in Colorado too, right? Um, no, I went to college. Um, I, I stayed in Colorado until I went to college okay. in um, BYU, Idaho. Okay. And what was your initial, I mean, was it something nutrition related that you were going there for or was it a completely different major that you? Um, I had a couple in mind, but it was definitely health related. Originally, I really wanted to be a veterinarian. Loved animals. Problem, I'm allergic to basically all of them. So <laughs> well, That's probably I, won't work out. <laughs> probably not. I was getting my health mandatories out of the way while I was um, studying, but I, I uh, love to learn about nutrition. So the original vision was to become a registered dietitian mm-hmm. um, or an occupational therapist. Um, but I mean, after the veterinarian thing, yeah. you know. <laughs> so, yeah. And, um, oh, college was a blast. I finally started figuring out how to be social. So I like, I'm such a nerd. So I got this book. It's called like, Oh, what? I have it at home still. Um, but it's like, Oh man, I really wish I remember the title, but basically it was like how to communicate with people. I just wanted to be approachable. Mm-hmm. I started searching as soon as I went to college, I was like, I am not going to let the high school thing happen again. Like, yeah. no, we, and I, and I started like realizing that people, yeah, like what you mentioned, that kids can be vicious. Yeah. We're all the exact same. We just like express it differently. So like yeah. for me, I went a little internal with it for other people with like that kind of feeling, just needing to be important it, that sometimes they lash out and it's an external, but it's the exa- exact same issue. I started realizing more and more as I um, just like talk to people that it, like people just want to feel important. That's it. So I got this book on, you know, how to be approachable basically. And every week I would practice mm-hmm. one or two of the concepts. I just wanted to like make friends. Um, and it was amazing what happened. So like people, like just little, little tiny social cues, um, but essentially the whole message was to pay attention to people and really see them, show them that and show them that they're important. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden everyone's your best friend. Like I started getting like, and this was an accident. I, I didn't originally do this to enhance my dating life. But all of a sudden <laughs> I was getting like five dates a week. I was like, what is going on? Like I could barely manage it. And I was like, really? It was like this like little powerful book. I was like, whoa, yeah. <laughs> this is cool. But it was just your basic stuff, like smiling at people. And then I realized the worthlessness I felt. And I'll go back into that in a little bit, but like, that worthlessness and like wanting to be invisible. I realized this aha moment, like every single person has that. Mm-hmm. And I just like, so first I like was really scared of people like in, in high school. But once I realized that like every soul just needs that, like that's just a need that everybody has. And if you fill that and you show someone like, Hey, no, you actually are really cool. You're dope. Mm-hmm. Your soul's awesome. <laughs> like you're an important person. I'm glad you're here. Everyone will want you in your corner, in their corner, like yeah. everybody. And then that's all like you really need. So I started loving people. It was so easy to fill that for someone else. And then I started feeling loads better. There's something about like giving that to someone else. And then you, you somehow feel like that yeah. yourself. So, um, anyway, my social skills just like 
immediately started going up. And um, I also started figuring out how to be healthier myself. Mm -hmm. Um, So I started losing a lot of weight at the same time. Unfortunately, I think the association in my head with people wanting to be around me and getting a bunch of dates and then all of a sudden like getting skinnier and skinnier started a downward spiral that I didn't quite understand at the time. Mm -hmm. Um, And then once I got married, that's when, um, that's when it really started becoming an issue. Um, It was all, it all sparked out of like fear, um, fear and fear of not being like enough. Mm -hmm. Um, My husband's a gem. He treats me like a queen. He seriously spoils the crap out of me. And and I, I don't really know. I don't quite understand still like how it all happened, but it was um, an obsession with just being the smallest one in the room. And that was kind of the goal. Um, somehow, somehow it all spiraled into kind of a goal of being the smallest one in the room. Um, By smallest, do you mean like the the leanest, the, just the most ripped, the, the the smallest? No, unfortunately, I didn't. I didn't have that good relationship with muscle. Um, my uh, so we uh, one of my sorry, I'm, I lost my train of thought there for a second. No, you're fine. Um, after our first year of marriage, we went to China as volunteer English teachers. Mm-hmm. Um, just a little sporadic thing I wanted to do before we had kids. Um, and there it was very socially acceptable to like skip meals. Um, and the look there is not like muscles cool there and all, but like for the vast majority, like, you know, it's more being skinny. Yeah. They're really skinny out there. Even are, their yeah. sizes is, yes. if you order something in a large, it's not going to fit me. Yes. <laughs> Petite little dolls. And I loved visiting China, but I'm, I, when I came back, um, my weight started dropping again, and um, the I, I do remember, like at my lowest point, I told my husband that I was willing to sacrifice every muscle in my body if that meant being the smallest one in the room, and even if it was like a very young individual, I'm not sure. Like my poor husband, and I. The thing is, like, it, there's a lot of self denial involved with like these sort of things, so I didn't. I'm not sure if I just like didn't realize what was going on or if I was like lying to myself with what was going on, but I loved just fitting in everything. Um, when I would sit down, I would like pinch my leg and if I could like pinch enough, it would kind of determine what I ate that day. And it was, so it it got super, were you, were you to the point where where you were trying to eat something and then just like, what do they call it? Is it, bulimic where they eat something and then they'll throw it out i'm um, not at that point no i was just um so anorexia i should probably just describe what anorexia is anorexia is the um fear of food so much so that you do not eat mm-hmm. um being anorexic is just a specific like being the actual physical state of being anorexic is um just um like a, a, it's a certain type of it's a certain category of like um, uh, BMI. So, mm-hmm. um, so I was anorexic. Um, thankfully, even though like I'm not saying, you know, oh, mine was like fine. It wasn't like um, as 
bad as some cases I've seen for sure. Yeah, because I've seen some people, uh, I even, oh, I can't remember in, in high school, and I think a lot of it could stem from there, but she had to be like the skinniest one and she looked literally like she was just bone. Yeah. You know, and people, she thought she looked fine. Sometimes she even thought she still looked big, mm-hmm. you know, and do, do you... Do you remember? I don't know. It's probably hard for you to remember, like when it was, like what made you, like, like I'm way too big, like I oh. have to get smaller. Um, was probably, it watching this stuff on TV? Was it? No, it was probably comments made from like you know way back in like the the high school days. It was probably those comments because I was a little bit, a little bit padded in high school, but it was enough that. There were some comments um, and, you know, I, it was a very small high school. Mm-hmm. I was not popular. Like I was not exactly like the the popular gal to date at mm-hmm. all. And I wasn't really into that scene anyway, but I was kind of like the class clown. I didn't wear makeup. I wasn't into that. I was definitely not your beautiful gal. I was kind of like more like the opposite in the class. So just I think stemming from that and then the other girls in the class talking about like you know being slender and stuff and then as I started getting skinnier with my social skills increasing um making other people feel important and stuff people wanted to be around me and I think I just put the two different ones together like the the getting um skinny with the mm-hmm. the being accepted kind of thing so um what would you say was your lowest weight that you had um, You, you had know, gone I do to? not share numbers just for purpose of girls get weird about that. Other people get weird about that. I um, I would rather not put the number out. It wasn't a great number. Okay. But I am much heavier than <laughs> – well, suffice to say, I'm a lot heavier now than I was then. Yeah, so because um, I, I know you shared some pictures, you know, like throughout like – uh, that is true. When you when you got skinny and like to where you're at now, and like it's it's completely night and day. Off. I don't know if you've seen it, but I'll have to sh- yeah, like have show to you show later. I have. Um, so I watched after my so after uh, my mind switch, where mm-hmm. I switched my mindset to one of bodybuilding over the course of the last what four or five four years maybe mm-hmm. four years, I have watched my body progressively increase by about like forty five pounds. Dang. Dang. So what would you say was helped you with that switch? Because I know it, it it didn't happen overnight. No. You know, a lot of stuff led up to it. Like what? Or what, how, how aha did, moment. Yeah, before, before you explain that, how did that affect you? What? Like, when you were on your like lightest uh, way. Were you tired? Yeah, were you, how did like, that? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So um, I was always sick. Always sick. Food made me sick. Really, mm. really sick. And um, like a... It cold like the Rex we were living in Rexburg um, and my my blood circulation was really bad so my hands were always blue or gray um, and my toes were as well I had um, so I had a problem with my back muscles one of my lower back I had a, a muscle um, abnormality where it was just a really big lump all the time so I was getting physical therapy done with that and it was just 
there was a lot going on, honestly. Um, but the doctors were telling me I was at risk of losing some of my toes because oh, wow. of the bad, because of the cold and the bad circulation. Like it was in the middle of winter. It was actually kind of funny in a twisted way. It's like the doctor told me, he's like, oh, don't walk down the cold section in Walmart. And we lived in Rexburg in the middle of winter. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, uh, Okay. Yeah, yeah, it's <laughs> like, like it's a freezer outside. I, like, I'm not sure that that's going to, but I remember always being really tired. Like I couldn't really walk very far at the winter. Like I had to go into a building and I literally had to like plan out my, my route based on like what buildings were available. Cause I just would get too cold. Wow. I would get really, really cold. I'd always take like hot baths and I would sip on hot water. Actually, that's a habit I have to this day. I actually drink my pre-workout hot. <laughs> Because I had to sip on hot water to just sustain myself. And it, eventually, I, I just put that with my pre. And so to this mm-hmm. day, I actually drink my pre-workout hot. So it's, a tea, it's a tea now. It's not it a- is. It's like, a, well, it's like, it's apple cider flavored. So oh, it's like a warm, hot apple cider. Oh, I'm apple all about it. All about it. So, anyway. Yeah. The, like to my, uh, quite, uh, yeah, that was a good question. Um, Cause I know hopefully there's somebody listening that is going through something similar, you know, cause there's always people who are going through something similar. They just don't talk about it. They don't know who to reach out to. They mm-hmm. don't know what, what's the next step, you know, how, so like if you could explain what was the process of you in like changing your mind state that way, like you can, you were like, I need a change. Like what, what were the things that you started changing or did you have a support group that helped you? Cause I know, uh, Jeremy talked a lot about it in his podcast, like having a support group that was huge for him. So if you um, could just explain the process. Yeah. So, well, first I'll start with like my aha moment. So, um, actually this is a picture I've, I've posted a lot, like the picture of me being really skinny in my little, um, swimsuit. Um, I thought I looked awesome. <laughs> I got a new swimsuit and I loved it cause I couldn't see any of like my love handle area. And I thought I just looked like the shiz. So I sent this picture to my family who had not seen me in about a year and a half. Oh dang. Yeah. I got my phone blew up real quick. Real quick. My mom was calling me. My brother was calling me. Every, and people were texting back and forth and being like, oh, my gosh. Like, when did Heather become anorexic? And I was like, like they're just – and this is how twisted my mindset was. I was like, they're just jealous because I'm skinny. <laughs> I was like – I was just lying to myself. Anyway, so, like, they were freaking out. And I looked at my husband, that poor thing, and I was like, they're all freaking out. Like, do you think I'm too skinny? And I'm pretty sure his expression would have been the same if I had pointed a shotgun at him. It was <laughs> not the question he wanted to answer. Yeah. Um, and I saw his like terror and I was like, oh my gosh, like I'm like, what have I, what have I done? Like if anyway, so he, he said after a long time, he said, it's like, well, honey, I can see your whole rib cage. I was like, what have I done? Mm-hmm. Sorry, I get a little emotional. No, but you're fine. That was when it like all, I guess I stopped lying to myself about, um, sorry. No, you're fine. Take your time. <clears throat> all the feelers, it was kind of a, it was kind of an intense moment where I realized like I was 
killing myself. Um, and I was doing that to my husband and I was making him watch. I'm a very headstrong person. And my poor hubby could not stop me from doing anything <laughs> if he tried. <laughs> so, you know, um, and, uh, after that I was just like, okay, like I need to fix this. Um, and you know, like it was really hard for me to, so I like to, I was always the, the, like, at least, um, for like other people, I I always liked to be like the okay one, like the anchor kind mm-hmm. of thing. So me reaching out to other people, honestly, it, it didn't happen as much as it should have. Um, I was just headstrong in my own, I took myself through my first mini bulk. Um, it was a, you know, not really a bulk. It was just trying to eat a little bit more. So slowly started upping my weight. Um, there was a food, uh, therapist actually at the, um, school I went to, um, a student intern. Then she helped me out a little bit at the wellness center and I would, uh, you know, um, check my, check my, uh, stats there. And I was way too obsessed about that. I was, I have journals about my weight fluctuations and muscle mass and bone density and all that. Um, and, uh, cause I really, I was really worried about bone density for a long time. Cause I was at the lowest point I should have been when I w- should have been at my highest point of bone density because I had gotten my mm-hmm. bones tested. And that really scared me, actually. I didn't want to be a, a crippled old lady with osteoporosis when I was 50. <laughs> so I was like, oh, gosh, like, we need to fix this. Um, so um, then I, I uh, became um, manager over uh, GNC, a mm-hmm. supplement store. Um, and uh, one of my employees there was all about bodybuilding, getting mm. jacked, getting huge. And I loved the energy. Like I, I just, he'd come in and he would just talk it all up. Um, and loved everything about like his, his just enthusiasm about it. So, uh, and I was going through my food stuff, um, mm-hmm. on the side at this point and just kind of hustling and trying to keep myself busy which I was really good at. I was a full-time school with full-time jobs. So I could, um, I, I, uh, didn't take out any student loans, so I mm-hmm. didn't want any debt. So I was a very busy bee. Um, but when I looked into bodybuilding, so I pulled up these images on just Google images and these like women who were like, they were lean, but they were, powerful a mm. gust of wind couldn't have taken them out like a gust of wind would have killed me <laughs> yeah, i was like <laughs> go outside and literally just like have to go like lay down after like walking outside for five minutes it was ridiculous i mm. was like completely unable to do anything um unable to do anything but these women i like looked at them i was like oh my gosh these babes could kick down a door <laughs> i was like heck yeah and i like was looking at them i'm like and I'd look in the mirror and be like, this is not me. Like, whatever I just did to myself, like, I am a ghost of myself right now. Like, and I looked up at the women on stage and their their power and their confidence. And I was like, that's me. Like, yeah. we're going to fix this. <laughs> so was, I, I made a promise to myself. I was like, I am going to get on stage. 
I'm going to fix my body and I'm going to look like a bodybuilder. So my, that was, that was it. That was my promise to myself. So I actually didn't have a support group. Mm -hmm. I just made that internal promise to myself. Like I had decided like more of a mindset, like where you're more of a mindset. Absolutely. So I, I don't mean to go back, but go for it. Um, cause I, I'm thinking like, cause I've never, it hasn't happened to me, but what I've gotten from addicts is like, it's hard to get out of that state of mind. So when you were trying to, you know, up your food and stuff like that, did mm-hmm. you ever almost not like second guess you be like, Oh, I'm getting too big. You know, uh, did, all the time. It was a daily, sometimes repeated demon I dealt with. And honestly, it's still something that mm-hmm. sometimes gets me pretty bad. Um, like having to eat five to six times a day, intentionally putting on fat onto my body with muscle, of course. But mm-hmm. yeah, rocky. I definitely had to get a coach. I've definitely had all of my coaches get on my case for like all the things just – you know, um, being serious. And that's kind of why I went with, um, figure and physique. These, those are divisions. So there's bikini figure and physique with, um, women's bodybuilding. Bikini was too skinny. When I first started, it was just too skinny of a goal. I needed a big, ridiculously big goal. Mm -hmm. So I would actually put on weight. Mm -hmm. Um, so that's what we did. But, um, honestly it was, it was a, big struggle. Like if you look at my progress pictures, um, in the very beginning, there's, there is change, mm-hmm. but it would have been a lot faster if I didn't constantly yo-yo back and forth with like, okay, we're going to do this. We're going to eat. Never mind, I'm fat. Like I'm not eating anything like the rest of the week. Like we're, I'm yeah. going to do two hours of cardio. And, and like, so it was a very vicious cycle, but it was one, I would get up every day and be like, okay, we're going to, we failed really bad yesterday, but we're going to try again today. Meal number one. Okay, let's go. We start with meal number one. Let's go. And then, um, but now constant failure, mm-hmm. but getting up and being like, okay, but, but again, again, and again, and again, and again. And I can't tell you how many times I have royally screwed up <laughs> a whole meal plan, the cardio, everything like completely, um, going back and forth. And I would have progressed a lot faster had I been able to get over a lot of that. But no, it was, it was not, yes, like my mindset switch was awesome, but actual delivery on that was a constant and vicious cycle of failing hard and then getting up, dusting off, getting back at it, starting with meal number one, getting my workout in and just being relentlessly um stubborn with with it like not letting my own failures Mm -hmm. um not letting myself get discouraged with my own failures no matter how many times it took so i had a question i know like uh it it's probably kind of hard to answer but do you think you know shout out to your husband for being brave enough to tell you that you you were Mm -hmm. too skinny do you think if you if he would have said no you you look fine you think that would have been different yeah, I would have known he was lying. Or would you have been like, see, I'm like, I'm fine. No, I don't think my family would have let me. They were like the, the if you know my family, us. So my uh, my, na- maid, my maiden name is Munafo. Mm-hmm. Like once the Munafos 
like are <laughs> set off. I, yeah, my sisters, all my mom and everything. They, were they telling you, we're, we're coming down, we're going to come see yeah, you? Oh, yeah, they were like, oh my gosh, like, do you need money for food? Like, <laughs> what is going on? And their reaction, like, it, it, it I, I, I think I would have, I think I would have uh, still probably not had as big of a mindset switch, but like, I still would have. Yeah. Started turning, turning the, turning in the right direction. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, that way people like get to know, like, I, I love how you're sharing your story, like, and where you came from, just because like, uh, like I mentioned earlier, people are going to see you or see like, cause your show, we'll talk about it here in a little bit, but you did really well in the show and mm-hmm. people are going to be like, Oh, she's taking steroids. She's doing this. Mm-hmm. She's doing that. Like everything's handed to you, but they don't realize you have this entire backstory as well mm-hmm. that you just didn't one day you're like, Hey, I'm going to lift some weights and I'm going to build, put on muscle. You know, no, it, it, it didn't, was, it takes time. It does. Yeah. And so now you're, you're getting into bodybuilding, right? Like you're looking to get into your first show. Mm-hmm. Was that how, how far off were you from the show when you decided to do a show? Um, I think it was uh, eight months we did. I think it was a four-month bulk and a four-month cut. Um, so I, you know, hired an online trainer. I didn't do a lot of research. I was just so gung-ho about, like, I was just like, all right, let's get the accountability coach because I was kind of struggling to mm-hmm. be consistent with, like, eating in a surplus on my own. Um and my first coach, honestly, it was a fantastic, sucky experience because it taught me so much as a coach myself. Mm-hmm. Um, it was not a fantastic experience. This coach did not know anything. Oh, dang. But he had all these athletes. He, he didn't know a thing about it. And nutrition, and this has been something I'd been obsessing about. Like, it was my whole education. So I, now I got my bachelor's degree in exercise physiology mm-hmm. and all of my electives, I did a lot of nutrition classes as well. So I'm like, you know, this coach is like coaching me. And honestly, I should have known better myself, right? Mm-hmm. But like kind of like um, the whole uh, do as I say, not not as I do. Mm-hmm. That was uh, definitely me because I struggled with my own nutrition. But I um, thought that I knew a lot about it anyway. But this coach... Um, is really what started Pursuit, actually. Mm -hmm. Because I realized if this, like, if this individual with this poor of understanding of nutrition and people had a whole team and he felt confident charging people and trying, he he really didn't, I don't know, I was not impressed with him as a coach and I could have done better. And I had some people who as I started putting on a little bit of weight and mm-hmm. we'll talk a little bit about that. I'm, I'm sure later, but people started coming to me to like, ask me like, what are you doing? Yeah. And, um, the vision for myself wasn't originally being a personal trainer or a coach, but after I realized that I had the ability to not only make people feel good around me, mm-hmm. but to literally enhance their life. Like my life was being enhanced through fitness. Oh my gosh. My soul was hooked. I was like, yeah, like, let's do that. Like, that's what my whole education is in. Um, but anyway, after after that trainer, I realized, like, I could be a better coach. I didn't want to coach for bodybuilding at first, um, but so I'm sorry. So you're telling me that these Instagram 
influencers. Mm. Some of them mm. don't know what they're talking about. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, it's yeah. true because uh, there's people who will get in shape. I know this one guy. He was a uh, God. I can't remember his name. He was big in the fitness world. He he was buying like Lamborghinis and all sorts mm. of stuff. He was charging people a lot. But then he got caught. He got caught. Not only was he like taking something, but he also got caught photoshopping his pictures. Oh, shoot. So people got his, I think they hacked his account. People got his original photos that he, he took. Aww. And then they showed him the photo that he posted. He would add like size to his shoulders. He oh, would add geez. size to his quads, Dang. and like it blew up. So that so people listening, like if you're looking to get into fitness or planning on hiring a personal trainer, me, I always go with somebody who you know is very knowledgeable. If they have a degree in it, if mm-hmm. they're studying it, not just because they look great, they could have just they could be taking something or mm-hmm. like they have. Well, they call on Instagram, they have the clout, they have a lot of followers. So now for some reason they know, they know the way, mm-hmm. but in reality, they probably like this guy, he was taking stuff and he was Photoshopping his pictures. He wasn't That's, looking, yeah. He, he, yeah, he, he went, he completely d- disappeared. He was like super popular on like, uh, Instagram, especially Instagram. He was buying like all this stuff. He was looking big mm. until he got caught. Photoshop got him. Yeah, Photoshop got him. <laughs> Stay woke. <laughs> so, uh, so uh, but, but that's good that you share that, that you ran into that yourself just yes. because uh, were you like, were you asking him questions yeah. and then all of a sudden like you're not getting, you're getting some weird answer. Oh or, yeah. I would ask him all the things like I need to know the scientific reason why, like especially in the beginning I was like, I need to know like the X, Y, and Z on everything. And like. He didn't know. He didn't know that a lot of times it would be like, because I said so. And I was oh, like, wow. yeah. And I'm like, oh, that's a bad answer, <laughs> buddy. And, and, and this is my own arrogance with like coaching. If I didn't feel like my coach had a reason for something, then I would think I, I knew better. Cause I was like, well, I know the science behind things and I'm not going to do what you say. If you don't even know why you're telling me to do mm-hmm. something. So that was my own arrogance in that too. But, um, with him, yeah, it was always like, because I said so. Like, just yeah. just do it. Did so, you complete the program with him? Um, I did. Um, at the end, though, like, um, at the end, he, like, was just, he had never had a figure athlete before. He'd only had bikini athletes, so he was, like, he was killing me. Like, his, I looked at the plan, and I was like, what like i i was having two and a half hours of cardio it was less than 800 calories and it was primarily chicken 800 calories mm-hmm. and you're trying to compete for the like figure right yeah so and like i would do the cardio um but for like the food i i, I don't know i was literally like i was literally dying and i was like this doesn't feel like i'm fixing <laughs> problem I had before. Yeah. I was like, this is not, this is not great. Um, and I wasn't sleeping great. Like I was, uh, man, I was like, I had school and I had, I was a full-time manager over, um, GNC at the time. Mm-hmm. And my workouts were at like freaking 2am. Cause that's the only time I could get them in. <laughs> so my sleep was zero, zero. So cortisol levels, so stress hormone, like through the roof. Um, and, 
like really, but the, my coach didn't even take the time to ask me like how my stress levels were or like what my nothing like that. He just was like, okay, we're just going to keep up in cardio. <laughs> so here's the, here's how much you're going to eat. Uh, here's how much cardio you're going to do. Yeah. I've been seeing a lot of those um, health coaches on Instagram of people like that I know. And I'm like, I don't think you ever went to school for this, but they're like promoting the health coaches. What do you think about those? Health coaches? Mm-hmm. So there's a few um, that could mean a, a lot of different things. You can mm-hmm. actually get a sort of be certified as a health coach. Mm-hmm. What are you referring to specifically? I believe so. I don't know. I just see them a lot. They're like, "Oh, join my team now," and blah blah blah. And they, lot, they, just being a life coach, you can yeah, be a or life like coach. a health coach. They they promote as a health coach, and that it kind of reminds me of like the scenario you're saying. It's uh, basically almost anybody could, if I understand this right. Um, yeah. Almost anybody could claim that they're. If you're like fit, you'd be like, yeah, my yeah. health coach. Yeah, We're going to like a p- pyramid scheme. And then I'm like, I think to myself, kind of like the story you're telling me. I'm like, it, it's funny kinda... that when some people will get, they'll lose a few pounds and all of a sudden they're like, hey, like. They're an expert. You're, they're an expert. And then all of a sudden they started, <laughs> I know people are going to hate me right now, but then they start like an Instagram fit page. Yeah. And then all of a sudden like they're like some yeah, sort of I don't know, fitness influencer or something yeah. like that without actually putting the time in to learning like why why your body changed like that why yeah. your body did that um do you think that hurts more people than it helps yes yeah. absolutely because then we get so with fitness fitness it's it's very very trendy there's a lot of so much information out there way too loud and all of this nonsense like Mm, I am going to say it like keto being the solution to everything. There's a time and a place for keto, but I find that very, very rare. And this whole like, what, um, the fasting thing. I'm sorry. I I can't do it. It's because everyone or a lot of people, uh, in order to blow up in this space, especially like online, you have to come up with some crazy, yeah, but easy not, magic pill diet. No, but it's it's not. Yeah, yeah. Like everybody wants to preach these. Like I call them like um like sexy fitness solutions, where it's like, oh, go like cut off, I'll cut out all your carbs, like these big things. But really, like what it comes down to, it's taking care of your body. Like that's what it can. And that was the biggest thing I have learned is that your body responds and thoughts too. So your body responds to positive, helpful, mindful thoughts, a positive relationship with food, um, you know, water, stress levels, like all of that. That is how you transform your physique through. And it's, it's, it's not balanced. So like I can't say balance with being a extreme athlete because that is not balanced at the very end there. But the lifestyle part of bodybuilding is, is it's very balanced. You're taking care of yourself your body responds to that. You do not need to go out and take all of these, um, you know, different like pills. You don't have mm. to cut out carb. You don't have to do two and a half hours of cardio. And honestly, fitness should be fun and enhance your life. It shouldn't be this cookie cutter that you force yourself through. And it shouldn't be miserable. Um, not for not for like a healthy, balanced life. Um, now, if you are an extreme athlete and you're getting ready for like a prep mentally prepare yourself because the last month is about grit, not health necessarily. Mm-hmm. It, you want to be healthy as possible, but it is going to, it's going to hurt a little bit because that's the nature of the sport. Mm-hmm. Um, but other than that, other than that, um, you really need to like all of those, I don't know, like, like 
the the plethora of information out there on how to lose weight like it's just too much too much floof and not enough reason <laughs> yeah there, there there's a lot of like i mean that's the world we live in now just because of the internet mm-hmm. everyone's trying to stand out everyone's trying to have their special diet special thing i know when we were talking with uh what's his name um I just spaced it. It's um, Jagan. Jagan. Yep. Jagan. So we were talking with him, and when he got into fitness, he he started uh, uh, just YouTubing stuff. And there's so much BS on YouTube, yeah. and there's so much actual good stuff on YouTube. But well, one of them that we both like talked about was uh, Cali Muscle. I don't know if mm. you've ever seen him on Instagram or YouTube. His big thing was that he got his size by eating ramen noodles like ramen noodles was his thing like <laughs> oh, that's like the least nutrient density yeah because he was he was in jail for the longest time so but he's like you had to figure it out like you know what i mean oh like, my god and his big thing was like making this big old having meals of just ramen noodles no. and like this is why like i like talking about it because you get to see like people like yourself like you you even talked about it right now that's not the best way to to put on a lot of muscle and mm-hmm he's not sharing everything he does, you know, uh, he's showing you that one meal, but he's not showing you, maybe he has like clean meals the rest of the day just because he ate that. Yes. That's yeah. That is true. Or you can tell, you can tell he takes something like Mm -hmm. he is not, he is not natural at Mm -hmm. all, but like, he doesn't tell you, of course he's not going to tell you that, but, uh, that's why I'm glad you're, you, you come on, you know, especially you, you have a company in that now. Mm -hmm. Uh, well, let's talk about what led you to start pursuit training because I, mm. I know that led to your next venture. Yes, absolutely. So, um, I was, you know, just working out in the gym and uh, slowly, I, I kept myself when I first started with my transformation. Like I really kept myself, and then um, my Instagram started because I would flavor test things. I didn't know about dry scooping. I didn't know what it was. I thought I was flavor testing things. <laughs> and people thought it was funny because I'm very expressive. So I would dry scoop really nasty crap and people thought it was hilarious. So I was like, okay, well, like if this is what the people want. So yeah. I, <laughs> let me show them. Yes, exactly. So that was it. That was the beginning of like my Instagram page and everything. It was flavor testing, AKA dry scooping. And, um, just literally not talking to anybody in the gym. Like, that, mm-hmm. was, that was it. But I had, so suddenly people started like talking to me a little bit and being like, hey girl, like, what are you, like, what are you doing? Yeah. So it was like, you are changing. I was like, oh, that's good to know. Mm-hmm. I keep doing my thing, you know? And then um, I had a girl come up to me and I didn't know who she was, but she was like really skinny and she was like, hey, just to let you know, like, you know, I've been following you a little bit and like, I ate today because of you. I was like, sorry, I was like, gonna, I was such a baby, but like that, I was like, oh, shiz, like this just got deep. (laughs) I was like, okay. And then like people would message me, they started just messaging me like, hey, like, you know, I, I got in my like leg day today and I wasn't going to go, but I did. It's like, I'm so proud of you. Like, good job. And I realized like people loved like the drive and like the energy and people were actually like starting to change their like they're kind of like following suit Mm -hmm. like they saw what i was doing and how like all hell couldn't stop me kind of deal and they're like okay like we're also gonna start taking care of our bodies and i was like what like i have a very unique position to help out a lot of people 
and like actually have them like enhance their life. And suddenly like it became way deeper. And, um, so I suddenly like, I, I was still, I was, I didn't even, I hadn't, my, I did, I was not certified like straight up, wasn't certified, hadn't graduated yet. I had completed a lot of it. Like honestly, the majority of my, um, bachelor's degree was completed at the time, but all of a sudden I had like six people who wanted me to coach them. And I was like, oh, well, I mean, I'll, I'll help you out a little bit. So I was kind of like keeping it way on the down low because mm. I was still trying to figure out my own crap. Um, so I thought like, oh, there's no way. Like, yeah, I know what I'm doing, but like there's no way that I could like help other people. Um, but started to and they actually started changing like these my clients, clients mm-hmm. um, started like improving and everything that I was telling them was like working. And, um, after I was talking with, um, and then that this was probably a year later. So the first, the first little bit, I just called it team ripped Mm -hmm. because I did then transition. I got hired by rip nutrition. Um, so I moved from GNC to rip nutrition and that's when I like actually did my first competition and then, Way on the down low, I did start taking on clients, but I didn't want anybody to know because I didn't want I, I didn't want to like promote too much because I was like, you know, you hear those athletes who like do one show and they're like, I know everything. Mm-hmm. I'm like, the more I knew, the more I learned, the more I was like, wow, like there's so much I don't know, mm-hmm. and I just wanted to keep on learning and wanted to be like the best coach as possible. So probably started with like maybe five people. Um, and just lifestyle. I did not want to even touch bodybuilders at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, wasn't in the cards at all. But um, called it Team Ripped. And then once I um, graduated, got my certification, um, I launched Pursuit Training. It took a lot to – because um, gradually Team Ripped became really big. Mm-hmm. Like I had cl- – like I, I always had – I don't know what it was. I really don't because I hear other trainers and I feel bad for them because like they struggled like getting clients. But in the beginning, I was like flooded with clients. Like people would tell their friends and all of a sudden I would have um, – and I would try to help as many people as I could. But I charged way too, way too low in the beginning, like stupid low. And I had like like 35 people who were trying to have me help them. Um, so I needed to relaunch – I needed to make it professional because it really was not professional in the very beginning. Um, it was genuine and it was good, but it was not professional. Yeah. Um, so I um, launched Pursuit. So I flew to Colorado, met up with a professor there actually who was a professional photographer and had his PhD in health and fitness. Um, and he helped me create a bunch of content. Um, I actually got on the ACSM uh, magazine, which was super cool because he was the he he was a photographer for mm-hmm. the um, ACSM. I don't know if you guys know about the ACSM, but they're um, an accredited um, people can get their trainers can get their certifications with the ACSM. It's a very highly oh, okay. I, that, highly that's accredited. where I heard it. I'm like, yeah. it, it sounds familiar, but I don't know where I heard that from. Yes, it's a highly accredited um, company. Um, so that was really cool, and then we launched. Pursuit training, which was amazing and stressful, but like so, so awesome. Um, and it was way more, way more professional and, um, yeah. So how many shows have you done? I just competed in my fourth show. In your fourth show. So at the same time, you're 
you said you're learning new things. Uh, are your clients going up and up, like especially after each show? And also on each show, are you doing better and better? Or are you kind of like, did you get to a point where you're just like, oh, I don't know if like. With the coaching? Uh, like yourself. I don't know if you hired somebody else to coach you. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, I went through, I have had um, four coaches now. So I had my first two, um, my first two coaches were, were okay. It was all right. Um, and I could have done better for sure. Like being a little bit, maybe more honest with them with like when I wasn't eating the food or it was a struggle. It was really a struggle, um, with compliance and honesty with my coaches. Um, and then, um, I mostly had gone through pro physique. Um, that was the first, like when I started feeling like I was actually succeeding because mm -hmm. it was a legitimate company. Um, and they did no, they, they like their, their plan was really good. Um, and then, um, when Jeremy and I, uh, we merged businesses and I've been talking to him for a long time. Mm -hmm. Um, and he was actually coaching my husband and he was going to be backstage, with him. Um, and I needed someone who was in my corner, who was actually going to be there because pro physics was online. Mm -hmm. Um, so at the very end, so Jeremy, actually, he's a saint. He took over like 11 weeks out. He was able to take over my nutrition plan so that he, he, he took over the end of that last show, thankfully, because I'm just over the not being able to in person, like mm -hmm. with coaches, it was, it, Definitely, definitely show day. Having a coach there is a night and day difference for sure. Compared so, to when, like the online stuff. Yeah, too. it was really hard finding like cell reception and like taking pictures of yourself and like sending it to them like on show day when you have to like know like that second what to eat. <laughs> it was not fun. So, so what on your first three shows, what did you place? Oh. I, I know the fourth one you. Oh, the so let me see. The very first show, it was a really, really small show. So I actually did, um, I was the novice champion. So I like won quite a bit. I won everything except for the overall mm -hmm. in my very first show. So I got like nationally qualified and all that, but it was a very small show. So I almost don't count it. Mm -hmm. It was adorable. It was super fun, a great experience, but there was like only three other athletes on stage. So, mm -hmm. um, but I placed really well because I came in very lean. Okay. So it was a very fun show. Um, but I was also very aware that it was a, a small show, so I didn't, um, you know, take it too seriously. What about your next two shows? Um, my second show, I placed um, fifth in um, figure in my class. Um, so they only placed top five. So mm -hmm. I barely, barely placed in that. And then my second, I placed um, fourth in figure in um, – in women's physique, I got second in one of the women's physique competitions I went to. I believe that was my second show. And then in my third show, I did not place. Because mm. women's physique, they, they're, yeah. It was um, a very uh, a very newer lineup in the show that I got second in women's physique with, mm -hmm. which is the only reason why I, I 
because that's a very big division. Mm-hmm. I should not have been in that division, but I had a bunch of fun. You don't get to wear, you don't have to wear heels and you can flex to your own song. I'm all about it. It was pretty fun, but you have to have quite a bit of size that I would never be able to put on naturally. So, and then you recently did another show. Uh, yes. a, a few weeks ago, was it? Yeah. So I switched to the bikini division. Finally, I am done competing to just compete. I want to win. I know that I can. And that's exactly what we did. We came in. I won my class against a very competitive lineup at a very serious show. Um, We wanted to see how I lined up against kind of throwing me to the wolves a little bit. And it turned out fantastic. It was great. I did not win the overall. So I won against all the girls my height Mm -hmm. at the show. Which was really really cool. That was <laughs> kind of a game changer. Like, well, yeah, and especially like this. This is what one of the bigger shows. You know, it's yes. not. It's not this little show that you did in the beginning. Mm-hmm. This is like, where are you actually like physique wise? Exactly. You know, like yes. body wise. Is this the same show that you said Jeremy picked up eleven weeks, or was that the third one that he picked this up? This is the one that he picked, up. picked so up. I've only done one show with Jeremy, Jeremy. so far. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep, he just took over that last little bit, thankfully. Because <laughs> pro physiques, I, I just needed, I just needed an in-person. Yeah, and it's different. People think, you know, it's cool. You have some, like, online cool thing, but it's it's harder to communicate. Yes. Uh, and with Jeremy, I'm sure it's easy to sit down and actually look at you and, like, hey, like this is what you need mm-hmm. to do. Well, and more than that, like, um, I don't know, it's a... it's a weird relationship. Like, he's definitely my coach, but it's hard for me to view it like that. He's... I don't know, a lot more than that because I've, I mean, I've gone to work with him over like a year and a half. I don't take like, um, especially with, with people I work with, I may love people, love people to death, but I'm extremely selective as like business partner wise and like, um, other health professionals. I'm actually very picky on who I put in my corner and he's, but you know, I've been able to see him grow as a coach and actually listen to, cause we, we, I mean, everyone will have like different opinions on things and we have had a lot of different opinions on things, but he actually will listen mm-hmm. and we can work through, like we, we learn from each other and it was just cool to kind of see how he operated over the course of like, it took a while to like, for me to like really be one over, I guess, like probably a year and a half. Um, but then was like, no, I, yep, fully trust you. <laughs> like putting you in my corner now, like, let's go. So. And, that, and that's really cool. Uh, so I had a question for you. Like, how does, how does that feel? Like after completing this show and I know this podcast has been like a roller coaster of emotions. Cause you know, we go, yeah. we go back <laughs> know, and sorry. we talk about, and uh, uh, so where you're at now, and then to like when you were at your lowest point, like, like, how does that feel? It feels incredible. Like it, this year has been one of the most, most, um, intense like years of my life, but also like the most fulfilling, like the most difficult, but the most fulfilling, like there was a moment right before I stepped on stage where like I was kind of thinking about everything that I had done, like all the reps that I like hated, <laughs> like all the workouts I thought that I would like never be able to get like the freaking squat. I hate squats so much. <laughs> I hate them. But like just starting from square one when I was like looking at myself in the mirror at the gym with these little five pound dumbbells, it's like all I could freaking curl. 
to like now when I'm like, oh, can't work arms too much because we don't want to get any bigger. Yeah. And like uh, the whole, like everything, the cycle, the vicious cycles with food constantly like trying over and over again. Like there was just this moment of like super quiet that hit me right before I stepped on stage. And I was so like excited doesn't even begin to describe it. I was like so ready, beyond ready to walk out there. Like I was the only athlete, like I, like I was the main event. I just wanted them to see me with everything I was in that one moment. Cause I was ready to know exactly how I lined up mm-hmm. with any criteria they had for me. And it was just the most empowering thing I could like. And then when they announced that I had won my class, like, oh my gosh, it was just like, I don't even, I can't even describe it. Yeah, My soul was just on fire. Like I really, truly, for the first time, I think like, not just like believed in myself, but I like knew that I could do this as a competitive athlete, not just as a girl, not that, not just as the skinny girl who's got some issues with food and body image that's trying to pull herself together. It was like, no, I am, I am a serious bodybuilder. I'm a bodybuilding coach. I'm here to take it all because I can, and I have this level of dedication that, and I, I like, I can be the best. And it was a very cool moment in my life. Yeah, and I saw that. And I mean, I didn't know your full-on story either, too. I only knew a little bit because, uh, you know, we have talked here and there. And from you going from that to, like, where you're at now, and you're not even done. You know, this this is not even started. We just getting started, (laughs) yeah. And you're already accomplished so much to, like, where you were at. And, and, And it's cool that you sit down and talk about it just because people don't realize that you went through all this. Mm-hmm. to get to where you're at you know it wasn't it's funny because that uh that one picture that people always share all the time is true like people think success is like this straight line yeah it's, but no. it's like it goes all yeah. over the place it's it's a freaking roller coaster oh it's yeah. a roller coaster like i'm pretty sure there's some days you're like why am i even doing this like mm-hmm. uh you question yourself but then like something like that happens like, absolutely you you win your class and you're like this that's that's what i was working for and so What's next for you, you guys and Jeremy? Because I know you guys merge companies. You guys yes, are doing peak uh, bubble physique. Uh-huh. Are you guys focusing on bodybuilding or like athletes like that? Or um, we're going to have both. But yes, I think primarily you're going to see a lot of bodybuilders. There will be a lifestyle option, um, but primarily bodybuilders. Um, and we have a lot coming. Like my own athletes, we're getting them all prepped for next year. Um, cause it does take time. Like mm-hmm. bodybuilding is a, is a patient sport for sure. So, yeah. But long. we have, um, well, November's going to be big. There's a big show coming up in November and we have a lot of athletes outlined for, um, for that. We are going to be officially launching. Um, the goal is to launch, um, peak level physique, the website, more details in October. Mm-hmm. Um, so honestly, right now we are, cranking out the details with that, with, you know, all of the other things with, you know, setting up a business. I'm sure you guys know about like kind of like the paperwork side of things and making sure everything's good. Um, and, um, and then, so that with peak level physique launching peak level physique, um, which has been one of our primary focuses. And then next year, well, Jeremy has a show in December. Mm -hmm. Um, and, 
I know he's he's like oh he's ready for that one. Oh oh frick (laughs) yeah he is. He should have won this last one, but yes, you know unfortunately yes you can't control everything and correct. But he's ready, um, and I am beyond excited to see him compete in Classic again. Cause when is your next show? My next show will be in April. So um, I was going to compete in November. Um, but um, so uh, during peak week of uh, this last show, my husband got a deployment status. Oh. So he will actually be headed out a similar time. So instead of being in prep, um, I actually decided to put mental health and like, you know, hubby first and well, hubby's always first, but, but especially with like the shows being year round and I know I have some improvements I can do. So I will be missing this next show and then we'll be going into April of next year where the Emerald Cup is in um, Washington. That's one of the biggest NPC shows you can attend. Mm -hmm. And um, I will be competing in that. And and I think it's cool what you guys did this previous show. Uh, I, I forgot to touch on that. You guys both competed together. What made you yes. guys decide to compete in this? In this, because he he doesn't. If I, if I'm correct, he doesn't. This ain't his like no, his his it's world. It's not his jam. It's <laughs> always been. It's always been my crazy thing. Um, it was our six year anniversary. So right before prep started, because we knew the show was going to be the day before our six year anniversary. Um, and he, he'd always kind of joked back and forth about like doing a show at some point. And he came up to me and he said, Hey, for our six year anniversary, like, I want to do a show with you. And I was like, ha, (laughs) that's funny. (laughs) He's like, no, for real. I want to see what you go through and I want to understand it more. I'm like, are you sure? Because I was thinking like, he's seen the whole shebang. Like he saw the whole ugly road of me going through different preps. I was like, well, if you're sure, <laughs> well, if you're sure. And he thought I was going to coach him. I was like, Oh frick. No, <laughs> I was like, you should never, if anybody listening, never coach your spouse. It's a bad <laughs> idea. Don't do it. It's a policy I set up in the very beginning. They taught us that in school. They're like, don't do it. It's a bad idea. <laughs> so um, immediately had him, shooed him off to Jeremy. I was like, okay. like you, Yeah. Yeah. But um, so, yeah, it was our six-year anniversary. So he got to see what a bodybuilding prep was like. Um, and that's pretty cool that he wanted to do that. Not a lot of people, yes. uh, even just to see what you go through, that way he can be more understanding. Um because some people wouldn't do that. You know what I mean? Like, oh, oh, I don't do yes. the shows. Like, no. He's, he's a gem. He's a gem. Um, he it, wanted to see how it felt. And he did. And how, how did he do at the show? Did he do pretty good? Because I know you were talking to me. He, You said that he's naturally, like, he starts lifting. He'll, like, get some oh, size yeah. real my, easy. My husband's very genetically gifted. We've done a lot of different events together. And his body is just very athletic. He responds very well. So... He leaned up a ton, and he was able to build up um, a good amount of muscle. He got, I believe it was um, two out of three, and then four out of four. I believe novice was two out of three, and then open was four out of four. Um, It was a very competitive show. He came in very well, Mm -hmm. Um, but he had never taken a a phase of muscle building before, so he just needed to add a little bit more size. Mm -hmm. That's really the name of the game with that. And then maybe a little bit of posing practice with his back. 
did did he uh is this something he's gonna continue or is he like ah oh, I'm one and done? Um uh once he gets back, yes, he wants to continue. Oh that's cool. You know, that that way you guys have some I mean, uh I know you told me towards the it was kinda difficult the last few weeks just yes. because uh for those listening that haven't been through a show, you were talking to me about it. It's a it's a roller coaster of emotions that like yes. you you as you get annoyed really easy sometimes mm-hmm. or like you guys get upset just because it's it's the lack of food or it's well I mean there's a there's a lot that goes into um that but essentially um your body's not used to being that lean so it has a few like like um hormone production will get a little bit weird and you definitely will be edgy um, so yes, of course, like the food, you will be hungry. The lifts are like, you feel fatigued a lot. And then, um, everything when you're like kind of tired and grouchy like that, like everything in life seems a little bit less fun <laughs> <laughs> and problems seem just a little bit more intense than they actually really are. So, um, hubby and I had a, of course, right before prep started, cause like before we even started, I was like, okay. The last month, we're going to be like roomy status. Like, have a good day, bro. (laughs) Fist bump, like, kind of really kind of staying out of each other's um, bubble a little bit. And just, like, being okay with that. Like, maybe not, like, maybe talking a little bit less. Mm -hmm. And, like, trying to be more, like, literally, like, kind of bro status. Just just to not, you know, not freak out about anything. Because you really aren't super logical the last month. And... I hate fighting so much. Like, so we just sort of, we tried to be chill. We were actually pretty good. There, like, there was probably, I think, like, just two, two little, little things that happened. And that was it. The whole prep. So it was pretty good. You put the toilet paper the wrong way. <laughs> no, no, no. That would yeah, be funny. No. The littlest thing sets them off. It, it was, uh, yeah, no, both of us for sure. Like, we just get, just, just get edgy with. With. You just get edgy. Who yeah. ate all the ketchup? <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, that might have been one of them. It's like, it like the, oh, my sugar-free ketchup. I'm like, it's gone. Did you touch it? <laughs> it's like, I put the toothpaste wrong. <laughs> did you? Yeah. Did you still have your clients during this? Yes, I did. So was that kinda, hard? Yes, it's very hard. Yeah, um, for sure. And I have a lot of very patient clients. That's for sure. Is but it a learning process, like how to to manage that now? Like after every show, one hundred percent. And that, that's good that you learn, just because you know. I mean, I say it all the time too. Like the more I learn, the more I learn what I don't know, you know, and then how you can get better and how you can improve yourself. Uh, you know, hopefully you do amazing in your no- next show. You, know, I'm rooting for you. I always see you in the gym. You're always killing it. You're always, um, you're like, I know you touched on it earlier. You're like hundred percent dedicated, like motivated. Like you always motivate all these people around you as well too. So, uh, you know, Nothing like I wish nothing but the best for you guys. Like success with peak level physique. Uh, Thanks. We'll, we'll have to do. Jeremy still hasn't sent me the end part to his video, but I'm thinking we. I wait until he does his other show. Yeah, let's do that because that, that way we his... can. It will be like a dope little video uh, instead of saying like, "Hey, wait until." I, I don't want to share too much because a lot of people don't know we recorded that. So I'll just wait until his December show. Perfect. But we'll have to do something similar for yours. Heck uh, yeah. In, you said in April, right? Yes. Yep. So uh, let people know where they can, you know, get a hold of you, reach out to you, follow you, follow your journey. Or if they Heck have any yeah. questions, just if they're going through their 
you know, eating issues as well. You know, maybe you can give them a tip or two because sometimes it's people are afraid to reach out. People yes. are, or don't know where to go to ask a question. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, so where to find me, my personal Instagram is um, crazy about health. Crazy and bout don't have A's in them. It's <laughs> crazy bout health. And then um, uh, peak level physique on Instagram. The tag is peak level physique. So you should be able to find us pretty good on there. And yeah, that's where you can find us. There's a bunch of big things. And yes, as far as like coaching and, and, and things go, if your coach isn't constantly in pursuit of their own growth and getting better as a coach, like you got the wrong coach in my opinion. So yes, there's always, it's always a fight to get better with each show as an athlete with each year as a health professional, constantly trying to expand the vision, the education and figure out how to best help clients. That's what it's all about. Yeah. It's never finished. Uh, I want to thank you for coming on. Truly, like your story is is amazing, and it's, it's still not even done, you know. And that that's the cool part that you're you're barely getting started, and you know, hopefully, hopefully you you're you get that pro card too, because that's the goal too, right? That's, that's right. That's the goal. Get that's the that, vision. Get those pro cards. So again, thank you for coming. Appreciate you. We'll have to sit down and talk after your next show. After you get your pro card, Heck we'll sit yeah. in here and talk. We got to make that video happen as well too. Heck yeah. You guys listening? Thank you guys for listening, and we'll catch you guys on the next. Prendan los motores que nos vamos Aquí todos los días son de verano De lunes a lunes nunca paramos Ya está saliendo el sol, ven y prendete Esto es fácil, no me llames si tú andas con Lucy Estamos en Miami